What should dating look like for a Christian teenager in 21st century America? Should they date at all? As Christian parents, what should our position be? You'll hear some of our thoughts on it right here on Licensed to Parent. Hello and welcome to Licensed to Parent. My name is Trace Embry. Alongside me is Josh Wallace. Our mission here at Licensed to Parent is to inform and equip parents with the tools necessary to produce healthy families that will not just accept, but live out the biblical worldview for the purpose of fulfilling the Great Commission. You know, as parents, our first uh, mission field really should be within the confines of our own homes. We've got to get it right there first. Let's grow where we're planted so that we have something to offer the rest of the world. And the first thing we have to offer the rest of the rest of the world is a model. You know, what would happen if, if the world looked at Christian families and saw that the marriages were intact and that kids actually obeyed them and that there was harmony in the home, peace and harmony in the home? Um, that would be a tremendous uh, shot in the arm for, for uh, Jesus Christ. You know, as parents, we uh, are the authority in, in our homes, not our kids. And uh, if you're a Christian parent listening today, I'm here to remind you that you are not your kid's uh, best friend. You're not his partner, servant, taxi driver. You're not his banker, maid, or bellhop. You are first and foremost his parent. And when you get, uh, uh, get the parenting thing right uh, from the standpoint of a biblical worldview, all these other things, they'll fall into place uh, in, their, in their proper place. And uh, I w- I, listen, I'd love to be my kid's best friend. Uh, I want to partner with my kids and on many different things. I, I want to serve them. But I must first exercise by uh, my God-given right and responsibility to be their parent first. That has to come first to see that they're submitting to my authority in the home and giving me cause to, to want to serve them and to earn their respect so that someday I can legitimately become their best friend or their partner in, in, in all that life brings our way rather than just a, an enabler of foolishness or disrespect and rebellion. And uh, this may mean foregoing the privilege of being their best friend for a, for a season uh, in order to earn that privilege for a lifetime. And, uh, you know, we, we, we think too short term, Josh, I think sometimes, you know, we, we deal with parents every day at, at Shepherd Hill and uh, they, a lot of them, the problems that the result is because they do want their kids approval and want to be yeah, their best friend. I, I like how you said the short term. They're definitely not looking into the long term unless it has to do with probably their education. But <laughs> yeah. their parents, a lot of parents, especially the ones we deal with, you know, they, mm-hmm. they really aren't looking at the long term. They're wanting that the present gratification yeah. of having their child as their best friend. And that's indicative of, of, of the, what the culture has done to our thinking, I that's think, true. as well. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the subject uh, of parenting. It's very uh, I'm parenting, but <laughs> of uh, dating. Uh, this is a very controversial uh, subject, especially in Christian circles. Uh, what exactly does dating look like for a Christian teen today? Um, should they date at all? You know, Joshua Harris wrote a book a while back called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And uh, I've never read the book. Have you read that book, Josh? I read it when I was probably 16, 15 or 16. Okay. But I, I, I can't remember much about it. Yeah, I think it, it, it probably is in line with what we're going to talk about today. You know, dating is really only about a, a, a little over a century old. I mean, it's a century-old phenomenon. Courting was the norm prior to that, which, by the way, that, that used to be my old race, uh, <laughs> radio name, Norm Pryor. <laughs> Uh, you know, young people were, were actually pursuing back then a, a lifelong relationship through marriage, and no one really questioned that. Their motives for dating was to, to find a life partner. Um, marriage was the goal. And, 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 and by the way, back then, everyone defined marriage uh, as God defines it today. You know, today we've got, well, 
Two we've, men to we've complicated things. We have definitely kind of, we've messed with God's uh, family ecosystem, yeah. so to speak. Um, in the 1890s, the term date was actually associated with prostitution. Did you know that? I did not. I'm going on a date. Well, that, that didn't mean what it means today. Uh, but by the 1920s, dating was, uh, was for fun and considered a cultural expectation. But, you know, in the 1920s, uh, it was a much more innocent time. Right. Uh, I, I believe it was for fun, just uh, innocent fun. Um, did things happen? Of course uh, things happen, but... Uh, uh, you didn't. Uh, you didn't have the issues in the 1920s that the kids are dealing with today. Today, dating is a, is uh, the culturally accepted norm for teenagers, and, and no one no one really questions that, including most Christians. And I think that we should. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to be doing today is, is questioning that. Uh, but today's cultural mindset toward God, uh, morality, marriage, and the deluge and acceptance of, of moral filth, filth at every turn. Uh, in America today. I wonder if perhaps Christian parents need to totally reevaluate the whole dating thing for their teens. For not, uh, perhaps not if they should date, but maybe how they should date, uh, what the parameters should be. Uh, is dating just a rite of passage at a certain age? And if so, what age? But I think we need to keep in mind that our you know, what our social climate is and our values and, and the fact that they've changed drastically in the last few decades. I mean, this isn't the 1920s anymore. We need to be like the sons of Issachar, uh, men and women who understand their times and know what to do. You know, God doesn't change. Times do. Uh, but as Christians, we need to follow uh, true to God uh, before we follow true to the times. Yeah, uh, and the times just showed us that our, the standards dropped so low that now it's common in many uh, well, maybe not many, but we've seen it time and time again with parents to say, I'm fine with my daughter having premarital sex as I long as they have protection. protection. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, to me, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. But, uh, you know, Romans 12, too, no longer conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It goes back to worldview, which is why we talk about worldview so, so much. Um, let's just look at some of the facts about our world, uh, the world that our kids actually live in today. Uh, you know, STDs. Uh, venereal, uh, venereal disease, um, through the roof. You know, I, I don't have the exact statistics in front of me, but I think it was one in four uh, females between 16 and 60 are, are infected with some kind of venereal disease. Yeah, and the, the local school where we, <laughs> where we live. Well, yeah, I mean, and we're not going to mention any names, but uh, there's a local high school where uh, they did a blood drive. Yeah. Uh, we're talking rural northeast Georgia. We're not talking downtown New York or downtown Atlanta. Did a blood drive. And you know how kids give blood at school? You'd think the more responsible kids would give blood. Well, 60% of this this blood had to be rejected because it was STD infested. 60%. Now that's the world that our kids uh, live in today. And you know, uh, one in three kids are producing and starring in their own homemade pornography and they're, they're putting it on their cell phones, uh, passing it around in schools for the other two thirds to freely view. That's not to mention the, the professional porn that they can get uh, if their uh, cell phones are wired up to the internet. Shame seems to be an outdated emotion today. You know, inhibitions aren't what they used to be in the 1920s. You know, the culture would, would back up a Christian worldview. Uh, you know, th think about this. What is, and I, I don't know if I can say this on the radio today, I, what is a whore today? What, what is a whore today? You know, in that standard so low. It's yeah, is, is, are, we, are all our kids, you know, defined, could be defined as that, or not all of them, but a great deal of them. I think if you look in the dictionary, 
So, but again, this is the world our kids uh, live in today, too. The Christian teen pregnancy rate is equal to the secular world. Yes, your Bible quiz leader may just be as likely as your garden variety heathen to come up pregnant or diseased. Um, we don't want to believe that, but the st statistics show otherwise. Uh, we live in a generation where we do have that easy access to uh, pornography with cell phones, uh, movies, the music is as pornographic as anything. Uh, so this is a much more uh, sexually charged uh, a generation with subject matter bombarding them from all, uh, all angles. And um, it's producing a rebellious, rebelliousness and a sexual activity uh, that previous generations didn't have to deal with. Uh, number four, the girls are much more aggressive today than, than, than ever, uh, making being a gentleman a whole lot more difficult. Uh, it used to be that uh, you know teens were uh, teen females were kind of the uh, the gatekeepers, uh, but it's nearly not like that anymore. And and expectations for for one another are are are, uh, are turned inside out. You'd go out on a, out on a date, and you didn't expect to fall into some kind of crazy stuff. It could happen, and of course, guys were always more aggressive than females, but uh, females have, have lowered the bar, and uh, it's it's a <laughs> it's a different world. They're they're no longer the gatekeepers. I know guys, uh, kids, who, um, you know, trying to live a life of purity and uh, are afraid uh, of what the females are going to be doing on a date. So uh, it's, it's an insane world. Uh, emotional maturity isn't what it used to be. Uh, you know, we, we put our kids in these situations, and they don't have the, the, the uh, emotional maturity to, um, to deal with, with some of this stuff. You know, uh, in 1900, uh, kids came into puberty at 14 and a half years old. Uh, and they say that the frontal lobe in the brain, which is where the action and consequence part of the brain uh, is, uh, that that happened at 16. That, that made uh, the, the average uh, adolescence only a year and a half. And then you fast forward to 2000, where uh, kids came into puberty at 11, and uh, the frontal lobe in the, in the brain is fully developed at 25. And now we're at... Yeah, we're, now we're 2011. Yeah. Where who, who knows? <laughs> you know, it's 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 crazy. I mean, think about to put it in perspective. I mean, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence at 33 years old. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that is 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 because we know that outside stimuli is changing body and brain chemistry in these kids, and I think some of these stats are indicative of that. But yet we haven't changed our habits when it comes to relationships, you know, with with, with teens. Uh, today's teens uh, have the bodies and desires of adults without the emotional maturity to control themselves or, or deal with the consequences of a promiscuous lifestyle, and and dating, uh, as it's uh, you know practiced today. It, uh, it really does set them up for failure, and I think it exasperates them as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. And we've talked about that on this show before. Yeah, absolutely. Sex by appointment is fashionable uh, today. Uh, consequently, dating is often looked at as you know, just a longer and more formal and, uh, f and socially accepted appointment. Uh, the culture, uh, influential leaders, even parents, like we were talking earlier, and many even in, in the church, that's a sad thing, see that sex before marriage isn't all that taboo anymore. So we got a, a, a culture that not only accepts it, encourages it, and, and really expects it. And uh, you know, that's why we, you know, I know of parents uh, who would call themselves Christians, who give their kids uh, yeah. condoms to go on yeah. a date. And how many, how many kids, boys and girls, have we right. uh, enrolled at, at Shepherd's Hill They've had lot, condoms yeah. on the purse or in the wallet. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're coming up on a break here, Josh, so I think you might have some things that you want to... Yes, uh, if uh, you're listening or just now tuning in, uh, you are listening to Licensed to Parent. 
Uh, today we've been discussing pretty much some eye-opening uh, facts about dating in the 21st century. And as a parent, you really need to consider these facts when uh, parenting your teen and their dating relationship. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be discussing some practical solutions to this and how you can address this uh, topic as, as parents with your teenagers. Uh, if uh, Licensed Parents is an outreach ministry of uh, Shepherd's Hill Ministry, and uh, if you want to find out more about Licensed Parent and Shepherd's Hill Ministry, go to helpmytroubledteen.org. We'll be right back. With media, entertainment, and even our public school systems now being virtual training grounds for sin and rebellion, parents are finding themselves at war not only with their teens, but with our entire culture. Hi, I'm Trace Emery, founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Farm. Shepherd's Hill Farm is a Christ-centered residential ministry and fully accredited school for struggling teens. Teens labeled with a myriad of common diagnoses are leaving Shepherd's Hill Farm medication-free. Science has now confirmed what Scripture has known from the beginning. Humans need God. Shepherd's Hill Farm offers a loving and secure, authoritative community atmosphere conducive for life change. I see it regularly. It's Jesus Christ who is doing the healing because our first commitment is to Him. Shepherd's Hill Farm is an intense discipleship training ground, a proving ground for God's healing power for families across the country and around the world. To enroll or sponsor a teen, go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. That's HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. This is Hugh Hewitt for the townhall.com weekend journal. Each week we have the newsmakers. You have to close our borders in the sense that we have to know who's coming into this country. They're basically presenting children who believe that they are the wrong gender and want to change gender. And it's being presented that parents should allow these children to simply declare themselves to be other than what they are. Don't miss this week's townhall.com weekend journal, where we bring clarity to the week's events. Sunday evening at 7 on Christian Talk 660 and 92.9 FM. Hi, I'm Jenny Garth. As a mom, there's nothing more important to me than seeing my kids smile. That's why I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to shine a light on the importance of a healthy, beautiful smile. We all want to look our best, and an attractive smile is part of it. Getting your child an orthodontic checkup can make a huge difference in their future. Orthodontists straighten teeth and jaws. And if braces are needed, today's hip models let kids sport their own personal style during treatment. To learn more, visit braces.org. And welcome back. You are listening to Licensed to Parent. Here at Licensed to Parent, we're uh, here to inform and equip parents with the tools necessary to produce healthy families that will accept and live out a biblical worldview. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, uh, as I said, this is Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an uh, outreach of Shepherd's Hill Ministries. To find out more about Licensed to Parent, and uh, Shepherd's Hill Ministry, just go to our website, helpmytroubledteen.org. And if you'd like to listen to the beginning of the broadcast again, or if you missed the first half, go to our archives, or you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. That way uh, you'll be delivered this uh, weekly broadcast to your computer free of charge. Uh, while you're there, you can also check out our Facebook fan page and keep tabs on what's happening with Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent. Okay, uh, when we were going on the break, we were presenting uh, the audience with some startling facts about teenage parenting in the 21st century. So. Yeah, yeah. before we get into you know, our, our, our position on, on dating, I, I, I was trying to, to paint a picture of what our kids and uh, parents are up against today in this you know, sexually charged uh, climate. 
Uh, you know, we talked about contraceptives and, and uh, how parents are even giving kids contraceptives, which really lowers the bar. And, you know, what are kids, what are kids gonna think uh, in that situation? And if parents uh, don't give them, uh, uh, give contraceptives, contraceptives to their kids then uh, you know they're going to get them at a pharmacy or a gas station or you know or the public schools or the public <laughs> schools yeah um, but uh, you know the, the contraceptives give no guarantee against pregnancy or disease and it certainly does nothing for the emotional spiritual psychological uh, scarring that's going to take place uh, and even physical uh, physical scarring and you might ask well, where do you get the physical part of it well you know this whole cutting thing uh, really has a it, very often links back to sexual promiscuity and that's a that's a whole other program but uh, you know in addition we live in a society where abortion is legal so they, they see that as a as a means of birth control a parachute and really everything we've discussed up to this point really falls under the umbrella of no biblical worldview in society anymore no biblical worldview from uh, Christian families you know and, and I, I quoted this stat many times on this program I'll do it again uh, of, e of evangelical born-again Christians, only 25% claim to have a biblical worldview, yeah. and 9 of that uh, percent of that 25 claim to live by what they say they believe. In the teenage population, it's 2%. So I guess, you know, what do, you, what do we expect? Right, uh, right. But uh, this is the world that our kids live in today. Uh, this is the world we live in today. Um, you know, for the heathen, safe sex makes, you know, all the sense in the world. Um, so... You know, go figure. A at this point, m many would argue uh, by saying something like this. S statistics show that teen pregnancy is actually going down. So what's your problem, Trace? The teen pregnancy is going down. Well, listen, anyone can make uh, a case for anything with statistics. We need to teach our people how to think. Uh, although a lower teen pregnancy rate is a, is a good thing, we need to consider that there's, there are reasons for a lower teen pregnancy rate that, that might take the shine off this, off this mis misleading statistic. It isn't necessarily an accurate indicator how well our kids are doing when it comes to the problems associated with sexual promiscuity. For example, other forms of sexual activity have actually skyrocketed. Yeah. Thank you, Bill Clinton. Uh, and, and, and so has the baggage that comes along with that skyrocketing uh, sexual activity uh, and just what is some of that baggage well uh, how about all kinds of new uh, uh, STDs new kinds of diseases it used to be syphilis gonorrhea um, what, was, what was the other one um, anyway it was there's a handful yeah. um, today I can't even pronounce all the diseases <laughs> Uh, and it's not to mention, the, again, the, the emotional, psychological, spiritual uh, scarring that takes place uh, from all this activity. And, and, you know, we're a proving ground for what we're saying here. Yeah, Shepherd's you know. Hill Ministry offers a, how this works itself out. Absolutely. Um, you know, the other thing, some of the, the other baggage that comes along with some of this uh, um, uh, sexual activity is homosexuality. I mean, homosexuality is is uh, skyrocketed. Also, it's fashionable today in the middle school. In the middle school. Yeah, lesbian until graduation. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a group called LUG, L-U-G, which is an acronym for lesbian until graduation. Yeah. Now, these are mostly in the colleges, but uh, from what I understand, that it's filtering down into the into the. Uh, right. public schools and high schools and whatnot lesbian until graduation and you know what I've I've heard that uh, you know parents are advocating for their kids uh, for this lifestyle you look, look homosexuals don't get pregnant 
Okay, so uh, of course the stats will go down. Pregnancy. That's my point. If lesbianism or homosexuality goes up, yeah, if, or if other forms of sexual activity skyrocket, right. then it really doesn't. You know, so, so that statistic isn't really all that imp uh, impressive. Uh, but even though that uh, they can't get pregnant, they can still be diseased. And I think that's why the diseases are going way up. I mean, in Uganda, for example, homosexuality is punishable by death. Punishable by, what well, probably isn't a lot of Mideastern countries, I would imagine. Uh, but 50% uh, of, the, of the people in, in Uganda are HIV positive. Uh, some of the other baggage, an unhealthy appetite uh, for uh, for promiscuity that breaches the trust of a future marriage. I mean, you know, you marry someone, you find out, wow, they've had 30 partners, 130 partners, 1,000 partners before me. Uh, there's a lot of baggage that comes along with that. And, you know, it, it manifests itself in ways that maybe you wouldn't even connect it with uh, an old partner. But, you know, this is a deeply spiritual problem. And uh, we don't always know the genesis of some of these spiritual problems. Uh, but uh, that's uh, another uh, uh, aspect of the baggage that comes along with a sexually promiscuous society. And then again, the moral declension of an entire society that exercises no self-restraint when it comes to sex. Um, you look back through history and you see what uh, uh, sexually uh, pr or promiscuous societies have brought about. They've brought about the declension of that society. And uh, you know, no, no self-restraint then manifests itself in other areas of life. Uh, you, you, you lose your, your, your moral boundaries uh, uh, sexually. You're going to lose your moral boundaries in a lot of other areas of life, I including uh, how you deal with, with money, greed. You know, look at where America's at today. Before America got greedy, it got promiscuous. And uh, now look where we're at. And, you know, the Lord's not going to bless a nation like that. He never has and never will. Um, you don't violate God's laws, basically. You, you just cannot violate God's laws, in, including various sexual activity outside of marriage, without creating a, a real mess of things in the long haul. So with all this in mind, uh, <laughs> with all this in mind, I'm supposed to put my son or daughter unchaperoned in a rolling Holiday Inn called an automobile, complete with sexually charged music, you know, cell phone pornography, and then send them off to a movie where there's more sexually charged subject matter and antichrist worldview being indoctrinated into them. Um, I don't think so. I think that's that's a recipe for disaster. But it is so socially accepted that that nobody, Christians included, questions this insane practice. Right. You know, someone had to uh, had to question slavery along the way. You know, 150 years ago. Uh, that seemed like there's no way you, you, you can overcome this. But someone had to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about the whole dating thing. Here's my position on dating. I don't like it, but what are the options? Arranged marriages? Courting? Courting might be what exactly what we're talking about here. You know, I, I believe that kids growing up in their parents' home should be allowed to date when mom and dad feel junior is emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually ready to date and not before. Uh, and even then, there should be some contingencies. And one of those contingencies is that all all dates should be chaperoned. Bottom line. Now I, that sounds crazy when you're when you're talking 2011 America. Yeah. You know, but you <laughs> know does. what? 1860 America, at, at least yeah. here in, in Greenville, it would have sounded crazy that we need to get rid of slavery. Yeah. You know. So we, we we've we got to determine where are we going to take our moral cues from? Is it going to be the culture? or Is it going to be scripture? And you know, just encourage parents like you're you're going to be, you're going to look like 
you're going to look different. It's going to happen. But yeah. It, what's it? What's it going to cost you to to do the alternative? Pick your poison, basically. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to look like a right wing Bible thumping fundamentalist nutcase if you're going to do it God's right, uh, God's way rather, um, in this uh, in, in this generation. But you know, all, all dates need to be chaperoned, whether it's dad, mom, brother, cousin, trusted friend, grandfather, whomever. Uh, folks, if you do it, you're going to be helping to create something beautiful and pure and, uh, by God's will, holy. Uh, and, if, and if Junior has a problem with a chaperone, then guess what? He's got something else in mind. He's, he's, he's got some ulterior motives <laughs> that uh, are, are exposed. You know, and I hear people all the time, you know, I, well, you know, I, I dated without a chaperone. I turned out, turned out all right. Well, you know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Maybe you're one of the exceptions. Uh, number two. Allow the date to come to your house. I mean, meet and get to know the person that, that uh, your child is going out on a right. date with. That's an important one. Absolutely. Get to, get to know them. All, and always be within eyesight. Parents should not just let their uh, son or daughter just blindly date someone. They need to know this person. As much as, as, uh, as your kid. I mean, know much about this kid as your kid. Uh, girls, especially. I mean, they want to be rescued. They really do. I mean, she, she brings home this, you know, this big gorilla and uh you know uh, her the carnal side of who she is might ex actually enjoy it but the carnal side isn't the sum total of who she is there's a spiritual side that wants to be rescued by someone who knows her best and loves her most you know uh if, if the date is a quality person don't assume that that uh, he or she has quality parents i mean getting to know uh you and your standards will will give him or her uh, a boundary and an authoritative figure to respect, even if uh, this uh, this date doesn't respect your son or daughter or his own parents. At least he can respect you. Yeah. You're stepping in and, and being an authority figure in that situation. Uh, meet the parents, number three. Meet the parents. Uh, make dating the critical event that it is, rather than this cavalier activity that, that gets so many teens in trouble. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, we, we just, we date so nonchalant. It's like it's just a uh, I don't know how to explain it, you know, but uh, this subject should be discussed long before your teen comes to dating age. Yeah, accountability uh, is a good one to put in there, too. Like, uh, always, this can be a great lesson for accountability. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter your age. You're always going to need to be held accountable to somebody. And yep. as a teen, you know, you can't be trusted right. in these situations. Uh, don't you trust me? Well, no, actually, I don't. Yep. I don't trust me in that situation. Yeah. Why would I trust you? So, no, I love you too much to care what you think about me right now. This is how it has exactly. to be. And, and you know what? The kids are, uh, they're resilient. They, they, they'll get over that. I got a 13-year-old, you know, so I need to be laying the groundwork, discussing uh, what's going to be happening in the future so that when, you know, that time does come where they bump into someone that they may want to want to date, uh, it's no surprise. I mean, they've already known this is this has been dad's view from from the beginning yeah and so they're not surprised and uh, they can prepare their their uh, uh, lives and, and, and plans uh, accordingly uh, it'll it'll eliminate a whole lot of problems for you folks uh, and then lastly the date has to be a Christian right you know uh, that should be fundamental but for a lot of people it isn't uh, and, and by the way, anyone can claim to be a Christian, and it's why it, that's why it's so important to meet the parents and maybe do a little investigative work. Um, you know, and I can hear the questions now. You know, uh, if I let my kid date unchaperoned, am I in sin? Well, yeah. no, you're just not acting in wisdom. Right. So, 
But uh, that's our position on it, folks. Uh, I think it's a safe position. I think it's a prudent position. And uh, we're coming up on the end of the broadcast here. So Josh has a few things to say. And I'll, I'll yeah, turn perhaps you're just joining us now and uh, you are listening to License to Parent. And uh, if you found this uh, show useful, perhaps you'd like to uh, you know, re refer a friend to it. Uh, either way, if you're just now joining in or like to refer a friend, uh, you can see our archives at and today's, and today's broadcast as well on HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Licensed to Parent is an outreach of Shepherd's Hill Ministry, and you can find out both, again, that on our website at HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Until next time, remember, if you don't train your kids, somebody else will. We'll see you next Thursday at 1230. And Saturdays at 11 o'clock right here on AM 66 and Thursday nights 9.30 on FM 92.9.